0: You're listening to Riverview Church Conversations, a podcast for the spiritually curious. Well, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the Riverview Church Conversations podcast. Welcome back, Reese. Thank you, Ryan. Welcome back to you. Oh, thank you. Nice to be back, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. We went on hiatus, but the band are still together. Yes. Just the two of us in a room. But there will be three very soon. Yes, indeed, there will be. How's
1: your some time off the conversations? How's your brain recovering? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. My brain has just left me in this moment. No, but it's been good. It's been good thinking about conversations, having conversations. We haven't stopped having conversations, no, have we? No, we've no. still been having them. We just haven't been putting them out. Really, let's mm. be honest, we've been buying ourselves some time. Yeah, yeah.
0: And having conversations about what conversations we'd like to have. It's, mm, it's, it's very meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, and it's been, I mean, it's obviously been a real fun journey so far. We've enjoyed doing the first season and we're excited for the conversations that are ahead. Uh, and I feel like the blessing for us, Reese, has actually been how interlinked a lot of our conversations have been. Like we are having one
1: giant conversation. There seems to be a thread
2: running through them. Maybe yeah. it's
0: the Lord.
1: It may be. Who knows? Which Lord are you talking about? Uh, Jesus. Oh, that one. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Kanye Kanye is one. It's probably him. Probably him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's a little bit... uh, We're going to start this new new season off with a powerful new season. That's right. We're we're going (laughs) to be talking about Christian cliches today.
0: Yeah, we thought we'd have some fun and um, dive off with a little bit of a lighter conversation. But just... uh, pause and take stock on some of the regular phrases and sentiments we use around the church. Um, now, it's important that we we don't want this conversation to come across as us uh, just you know, being elite people, but we recognize we use these all the time. We basically, around the office, just talk in cliché. Yes, we do. Jokingly. Yeah. But we, we kind of wanted to do an episode on, on this simply so that we could stop and actually maybe reframe some of the things that we say. Um, I am, I'm a classic at this, like I do this all the time, but we're trying to, yeah, see what we can do to to pull the gold and the silver out of some of the the phrases that we use uh, very often. And I think in a little bit, we'll um, reveal some of those fun phrases to you. But before we get there, today we are joined by none other than Claire Gagler. She mm. is uh, my sister-in-law, but she's also an amazing pastor. She looks after um, a lot of our creative uh, teams. Uh, as well as looking after weekends and all, I mean, she does does a lot of very stuff. very capable, very capable, very Christian, <laughs> which makes her the, <laughs> exceptionally
1: Christian. <laughs> makes her the perfect uh, candidate uh, also, for us to have. A she chat has to a with. really good eye for the BS. So yes. she's kind of the perfect the perfect person, really, to um, to chat to about Christian cliches because yeah, yeah. she has this deep faith, which is enmeshed with just living a very a normal life, mm. as well as seeing kind of the stuff that maybe we could prod at a little bit. Mm. Mm. So she's a perfect person to chat to about this stuff. Mm. She's quite funny as well. So, season two, shall we begin? Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, back to the Riverview Church Conversations podcast. We've got a special guest for you today. Oh, yeah. And sitting across from us is prophetess, Claire Gagler. <laughs> Welcome.
3: I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. It's You've nice been biting be your
0: time to be here, haven't you, Claire? <laughs>
3: oh, I've been champing at the bit, absolutely.
0: <laughs> now, uh, we are joined by Claire and she is good value for the, the banter, for the fun. And she's also got a great eye for the Christianese. And oh. so we thought mm. we'd bring her expertise in as we have this conversation around Christian cliches now, we don't want this uh, conversation simply to be one that's kind of just bagging out culture, but we actually want no. it to just reframe some of the the nice little sentiments that we have to actually maybe be helpful and and, and help us maybe have better conversation than mm. just putting out nice little pleasantries yeah pleasantries now <laughs> Are I, they pleasant? I, yeah I, uh, I actually studied advertising. You guys would know. And uh, so I am all for the lovely little phrase, you know, I'm all for that. But there is a problematic moment in advertising if you are misleading your consumers.
3: It's a little bit of a problem.
0: I'm kind of aware that a lot of the Christian cliches that that, uh, we're going to be speaking about do have good sentiment, but ultimately kind of lead us to a place of um, yeah, missing out a little bit or just belittling the situation or whatever you want to call it. I mean, the, the whole idea of a cliche is like a phrase that betrays the lack of original thought. So it doesn't mm. it doesn't mean that there was never any original thought. It just means that we've kind of moved <laughs> past that. It's kind of burn
3: to hear it that mm. way, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because
1: well, when I think about it, like uh, the original thought, I immediately um, think of a scenario where I'm with someone and someone's telling me something and I don't really know what to do or say. So I'm like, hmm, what thing can I extract? Mm. From my
3: from my bank of bank of mm, cliches to mm. insert here to <laughs>
1: encourage <laughs> them or uh, be nice or
3: keep yes. the thing rolling. Yeah, they're, they're yes. far too easy to roll off the tongue, aren't they? Yeah,
0: mm. why why do we do that? You think, like,
3: or I think sometimes out of habit, I often say cliches um, in a in a actual sincere sense um, because I've been using them as a joke. For too long, and then I actually, <laughs> then I actually say it. I'm like, oh no, the tables have turned. But I feel uh, too often we say it because we don't want to enter into a conversation, or we don't know how. Mm. Not not mm. quite sure. We don't want to make it worse, mm. uh, and so we wrap that up for ourselves. With a cliche, yeah, but yeah. we don't actually wrap it up for anyone else in that Like, a, like an exit
0: strategy, almost. From, yes,
3: it's like I am getting off on this off ramp, and you can continue on your mm. freeway of whatever you're going <laughs> through. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah,
0: I, I think the thing is, like when we're having this conversation, we're aware that there's there's Christian cliches, which are like the phrases, and then there's just Christianese language. Um, in which we overuse and we overemphasize stuff. But we want to kind of spend some time talking about the the (laughs) phrases themselves that sometimes um, are a little unhelpful. Yes. Mm. Of which there are many. There are many. Now, we were just talking about… Staggering
3: amounts. (laughs) What
0: was the one before that we were all guilty of saying, um, oh, we'll get there? I mean, that's not a Christian phrase. But, for example, I'll often say, oh, you know, we'll get there. It's just a nice sentiment to finish up a conversation. Literally and, and last I realized night that... I
3: heard someone say that and I walked past them and I said, no, we'll never get there. That's the <laughs> whole point. And I kept walking.
1: Mm. That's good. That's
0: good. Mm,
3: good conversation, The My classic Claire.
1: one with that is when people ask me, uh, hey, how are you? And I feel like they don't really care like about <laughs> uh, uh, how I am or I just don't feel like engaging in the moment. I'm just like, oh, yeah, getting there. Yeah, it's just like see yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, 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 and which, that, yeah, which is not great. That's kind of that's not um. That's
3: you've not, taken the off ramp. Yeah, I
1: but am. Yeah, it is but, the off ramp, isn't it? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Before I've even got on, I'm like, <laughs> nope. It's, it's a fast lane change for me. <laughs> now, I thought
0: I would start off. This is how we're going to roll with this. We're mm. each going to kind of bring um, a Christian cliche to the table. Not one that we have all the answers on, or we, you know, have an expose on. It's mm. simply ones that we want to just spend a little bit of time talking about. Um, I wanted to bring the one, it's actually come up in the podcast before. Oh, um, the powerful. the phrase "there's there's purpose in your pain,"
3: oh, or mm.
0: uh, "everything happens for a reason," or as you were saying yesterday, Claire, "turn your mess into a message,
3: turn your test into a testimony. Oh. yes. Oh, oh
0: no. <laughs> now, ag- again, when I when I say that and I bring that to this table to have a conversation about it, like I I get the sentiment. That's sitting beneath that, mm. but I also see the insensitiveness of the statement as well. Like, it, there's purpose in your pain. Everything happens for a reason.
1: Thoughts,
3: guys. It may eventually be true, but it's not.
1: No, oh. I just, I just for, for myself, I don't know if everything does happen for a reason. Mm. I'm, you know, th- that's kind of above my pay grade. It's one of the mysteries of life. Mm. Mm. You know, it's um Bad, I mean there are yeah. certain reasons for things happening in terms of like I had a car mm. crash because that person wasn't was or cause I was looking at my phone or something. You know, that's a reason. It's yeah. inattention. Yeah. But some some of the bigger things in life, mm. like yeah. a, a diagnosis or a redundancy yeah, or yeah. Yeah. some of those things can they can have um certain reasons, but you can still be left completely perplexed. Perplexed by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so a statement like that just is unhelpful. Don't, yeah.
3: don't you find that people like with the car crash analogy, it happens, let's say it's it's mm. just a little ding. It's not a mm. one that lands you in hospital for ages. People try and find the existential
1: mm.
3: meaning. Why did this happen? Oh,
1: like sliding like a sliding doors moment. Yeah, like some mm. there has
3: to be a big, like cosmic reason why I had a car accident. It's like, no, it you literally just mm. had a car accident. But then sometimes really, really big things happen and we say stuff like this and totally diminish the hugeness of loss or grief. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we, you know, if we took one approach and (laughs) applied our reaction (laughs) and swapped it over, maybe it would be a bit more helpful.
0: Mm. I don't know. And I feel like that's the thing is people of faith, I think we'd all agree that there can be purpose in your pain and that as we partner with God, he actually is able to redeem stuff out of anything that happens.
1: But
2: Yes,
0: It's not always the first thing you want to hear when something happens, right? No, like, it's, d- it's definitely not a given. Yeah.
1: There, there may be no purpose, <laughs> but there might be something derived from it. Mm. It's like the turn mm. your test into your testimony. Um, part of me likes that side of the equation, but I also, part of me doesn't appreciate the idea that you have to kind of grind it out into some mm. kind of a thing. Mm. Because if you're yeah. grieving or if you're sick, you can't just grind those things out and kind of crush it into mm. some kind of mm. a yeah. neat kind of a... Mm. Testimony, you know?
3: Yeah, and often those things are lifelong. Like I think we want to wrap grief up but that's a lifelong thing. Mm. Um, I feel like all of those sort of sentiments coming from a Christian mouth are coming from that, that verse like he, he works all things together for good. Yeah, true. Yeah, and, you know, and so we go, well, what good is going to come out of this then? And so part of you is like hopeful, like, oh, you know, silver linings and all the rest of it. Mm. But honestly, like I don't think God's plan – well, it's very clear that God's plan didn't involve loss and pain and suffering because he says, one day, it'll, I'll, you know, my plan will be realized fully and all of those things will be gone. So it's like, it's not, he's not doing it on purpose, mm. but he can bring something good out of it. And we hope that he does, but it's not, it's not happening for a reason.
1: Yeah. The implications mm. of, of if you follow that thought through, everything happens for a reason or. I'm being put through this, or it's kind of like it has effects downstream for your view of oh, totally. God and spirituality yeah. Yeah. in terms of yeah, like totally. a God is doing this to me. Yeah. God is vengeful. God is not loving. Yeah. God is testing me because maybe I've done something wrong, or maybe my faith is lacking, and I need to be strengthened mm. in that area. Mm. The, those types of things I find can be quite problematic. Mm. But if you're, but but if we, if that's what we are saying that He works all things together for good, maybe we should kind of spend some time, like ourselves, actually delving into what that. Actually means rather than just using it as a motivational kind of mm. off the cuff, yeah, mm. kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and I feel like these those sentiments, you know, the purpose in your pain, everything happening for a reason, they are what you're saying, Claire, almost like that perfect off ramp. Because obviously, if we're using that, the situation is one in which we're probably uncomfortable mm. with. Something's mm. happened that doesn't align with the, um, you know the the perfect life that we're we're wanting. Yeah. And so we don't really know what to do with that and sometimes the easiest thing is to throw out something that maybe is then more unhelpful.
3: In in my more disciplined moments, if I come across a a, a situation where that is happening and and my inclination is to sort of offer a platitude of I'm sure it'll work out or mm. you know I'm sure a good story will come out of this or whatever. I f- I find that if I enter into that cliche and perpetuate it, like I'm perpetuating this notion that God is very far away
2: Mm. and that there's
3: some higher thing that I just can't understand but maybe one day I will. Whereas I want to perpetuate what I believe is the reality that God is very close. And Mm. so I say where is God in this? Like is Mm, he crying alongside you? Is he weeping with those who weep? Maybe he's just present. Maybe he isn't saying. Maybe he's not saying, "Don't worry, I know this hurts now, but it's for your own good." Like maybe he's just saying, "This is awful, mm. and it's never what I would have wanted." But I'm here with you through it. Like, yeah, it's.
1: Yeah, that's a much more helpful take on it, isn't it? Mm. Rather than kind of the the abstract, mm. to actually you're bringing yeah, it yeah. closer, and it becomes a more of a visceral yeah. type of thing, rather than an intellectual. I'm trying to. Think about, or I'm trying to grasp with this cosmic thing <laughs> yeah, that I yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. actually, where is God in the middle of this? Yeah, he, he's, right he's somewhere. He's here. He's mm. near. You yeah. know, kind of. And I'm wondering that if, side of things. if part of the
0: beauty of that is that you can't sum that up in one nice little neat mm-hmm. phrase. You know, mm. but that's that's actually a conversation, and that's mm. a sitting yeah. alongside, and that's a, right, a processing and doing life with, which takes a little bit longer than you know one second phrase.
3: Yeah. I feel like we went real deep, real quick just then.
1: Mm. Yeah. Hey. Let it continue.
0: Oh, mm.
3: Let's let's go. What's yours, Reese?
1: Oh, my one is definitely not as deep. My first one that I think of, um, and it's the whole notion of um, uh, you. You may have heard people say, "We just want to love on people." <laughs> yeah, yeah. What,
3: whatever do you mean?
1: Oh, I, you know, oh, I, my first reaction is that it just feels a bit icky.
3: Yucky. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I
0: don't. I, I, I don't know where that came from, but it's been present in my whole faith journey. The not just loving people, but loving on
1: people. And maybe <laughs> it's just that. Maybe I'm just like a teenage boy who can't like grow up and I just, I ascribe ickiness to it rather than just, you know, like.
3: <laughs> it is, it's not nice.
1: No. But I mean, I also realized <laughs> I that
3: wish you could see our faces. Yeah, all but, of I, us I, are I'm confused. just like confused like, oh. to when
1: that became a thing. But you that's know, so like, common. It's you hear you would hear it in Christian prayer meetings. You would oh, hear it, totally. Uh, here. Speakers say it, we say it to one another. Um uh, and, <laughs> and- <laughs> I quite easily can get um quite grammar Nazi about some of that stuff and be like, Oh, love on. That's not <laughs> that's not proper grammar, that's not a good that way to speak. That would definitely
3: be flagged in Grammarly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I'm kind mm.
1: of so I can easily make fun of things like that. And another one that's like that is I uh, we just do life together. I'm like, no, you don't. You live life, you know. I mean, I understand what people <laughs> yeah, are trying yeah, to yeah, say, yeah, but, yeah, the, but yeah. the loving on people seems especially icky to me. It's kind of like, it's almost like I conjures up images of like very close prayer meetings with like laying of hands. And that <laughs> is a bit frightening for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do often wonder some, where some of this stuff's come from because it, it's
0: like in the language of Jesus, yeah. it's quite clear. Love people, love God, love others, love your neighbor. There's no loving on <laughs> But I don't know if that's how can you love weird... on
3: a person like they either receive and intake your love. What is it like? A it's not like a sun cream, like an ointment. Yeah, it's not like something that sort of sits on the top of them and they can't digest. The, there
1: is an old hymn what? though. Uh, His love is as ointment. Oh, so you love on them. Well. His love is as Stingos.
3: His love is as betadine. Uh, I'm wondering
0: <laughs> if if though part of that has come from us even depersonalizing the people we love. So if you just love someone, mm. it sounds a bit like romanticized and personal.
2: Mm. So
0: if you're going to love a person, whereas if you love on someone, that's all safe. That's like, I'm not actually loving them.
1: I, d- I don't know. Or is just... loving on someone, it it hints at a being deliberate. Mm, maybe. Whereas maybe you can love someone. It's like, oh yeah, like I love my mother. But if you're going to love on her, you might Make a deliberate. Oh, it's the action of. of
0: love, maybe. Yeah. Yes. So loving on someone is to show the action of love very people. deliberately, rather than just almost like an It's network. like waiting on. Like I'm a waiter.
2: Oh. I'm okay. gonna wait on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm gonna love on well, them. Well that's
1: less icky.
2: Yeah, that's but it's icky. still
1: confusing. Let's just say love people. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to deliberately Buy a gift, or I'm going to spend time with this person. Yeah. yeah it'd be, so what we're saying is yeah. it might be more helpful if you're actually specific rather than just yes. a general yeah. yes. love on the volunteers. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not sure what
3: type of love you're going to put on me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I'll decide whether I want to receive yeah, that yeah, yeah. love later. I guess, like if you're close talking.
1: Is there an option?
3: Yeah. Can I get?
1: Do you have an option can to? Can I
3: get out of here?
1: Deflect. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm we sure. wrapped that one up. Yeah. Solved that. Yeah. Sorted. Good. Sweet.
3: On <laughs> to the next one. There was probably a teaching series about it yeah. when it was yeah. first launched, yeah. but none of us were there.
1: Next cab off the rank. Do you want to bring one, Claire?
3: Oh, I was thinking. I do hear this one all the time. I'm not sure if you could class it as a cliche, or maybe it's maybe it is. It's this one. Uh, God, we just ask for this or that. Oh. Jesus, we just pray for this or that.
2: Mm.
3: I'm like, why do you just do like? Are you coming grovelling? Mm. Is that all you're asking for? Are you, ex- you know, saying I know you're really busy. I just have one thing. Mm.
1: Yeah, I just have one thing.
3: <clears throat> yeah, Let's whenever I just really have a list of 50 things. I just, I just have something, and I feel that it's valid. Not sure if you feel the same. Mm. I'm like, where is the faith? Um, and where's the where's the relationship? Mm, That's an
0: interesting one. I haven't really thought much about that one. It always, it
3: always, um, when I have been sort of um, like mentoring people or or talking with people, and I've noticed that creeping into especially their prayer language. um, I and I challenge people on it. I say, look, your your requests before God are valid, Uh, whether they're totally in line with what He's wanting to do or not. Couldn't Mm. tell you, but your your expression and your heart to Him is valid. You don't have to sort of minimise that by saying just this or just that. It's very um, there is an insecurity there that I think mm. isn't very helpful. Do you feel
0: like though that maybe only comes around in public prayer because it, you don't want to come across as overly confident or
1: you know what I mean, like a, a humility aspect? I wonder if I, it's like I mean, I suppose I it in when, women
3: more than men. When we
1: talk mm. about this, it it hints at more kind of prayer. Uh, Ticks, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, like <laughs> you might say, I just this or God, we just and then
3: Father God, Lord, Lord we Father bless you, God. Father
1: God, Jesus, and we pray, just yeah. Lord, yeah. that we Father God, God. Yeah. you know, it's and an you, interjection, and you pepper it yeah. with little bits yeah. and pieces, uh, because as you go through the motions, maybe you don't really know what to say, mm. or maybe mm. you the group scenario is potentially uh, freaking you out a bit. Because yeah. praying in a group can be scary, and yeah. if you were to actually—and maybe we're just not practiced in at praying in normal language, mm. like you're talking to someone. Like if I was mm. talking to you, I'm not going to pepper it with justs and Brother Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. And, Ryan. <laughs> you know, all of that you type said of my stuff. name once, yeah. but in a group setting, sometimes you feel like you yeah. have to have uh, an inspiring thought or something that is appropriate for the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, mm. you see politicians do it all the time; they insert ums and ahs as they you can almost see when they're being interviewed or in mm. yeah, a press they're, conference, they're the cog's time. ticking. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if those yeah. little prayer ticks mm. are an example of that. Whereas if, I mean, my encouragement to, I suppose myself firstly, but anyone else would be, just say what it is that you yeah. need. Yes. Just to bring the authenticity. Say yeah. what it is. Yeah. Say the words that you're actually thinking. And if you need to slow down, slow down. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rather I than be,
3: feeling yeah. like you I've have to conjure i I've been very encouraged by certain... that mm. from you, Reese, over the years. Yeah, oh, me cool. too. Thanks. Yeah, I think your pet peeve of like, well, you wouldn't talk to anyone else like that. So why are you talking to God like that? Um, mm. And in a positive sense, as in be free, be yourself, use your personality. I think has been one of like, mm. like personally a, a great freedom that you've demonstrated to me. It's been wonderful. Um, but it, yeah, it does. It as soon as you start doing that, you notice all of these little yeah. things. Oh, just this, just that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing is you wouldn't. We we don't want to discourage people from praying publicly mm-hmm. no. but rather um, ensure that authenticity is the main, mm. the main part of that, that we're actually praying and just having a conversation with God that doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be perfectly articulate or have all of the um, trimmings that, mm. that some other pastor has at the start. Oh, Lord, of... we beseech
1: thee for thy will. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, if, guys, if you're yeah. listening to this and you've never prayed with other people or you've always felt a bit weird doing it, the way that you want to say things is exactly what is needed in that moment mm. because God made you the way you are. It's really good. You're with these other people at this particular point in your life and that is exactly what brings the richness to mm. the conversation you're all having. So mm. yeah, that's good. walk into that.
1: Yeah, we don't really have like a – how we kind of might have a certain ways that we might – teach people or allude to that it's better to pray this way. But there's not really like a prayer school of actually step one, be yourself. Step mm. two
3: Well, we don't teach humans how to talk yeah. that way, do they? Use we just sort of language. immerse them in a language. Yeah. It's true.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, the one I want to bring to the table next oh, is one okay. that I say all the time. Part because I think there is an element of truth to it that I like. <laughs> Part
3: You are because guilty I just, of say this it. I just
0: say it a lot is uh, the best is yet to come. Oh, the best can you is say yet that
3: in a, f- a famous voice? Is the it? Best is yet
0: to come. Well, well, look, I, I like this one because I think there is a sense of hopefulness about our future. However, I feel like at times this sentiment has been taken and twisted by maybe a bit of a like a prosperity gospel towards my best being yet to come as opposed to the best.
3: Well existentially, yes, the best is still yet to come.
0: But that m- might not involve me and <laughs> me and my jet ski.
3: No true or me Maybe and not. my
0: bigger house. Like I, I think th- mm. when I think about my followership to Jesus, growth and me coming to know him in a deeper way probably is still yet ahead.
2: Mm.
0: However, that doesn't coincide with what the world might consider the best. <laughs> So my followership to Jesus could result in me moving countries, leaving my job, all of a sudden not having any income. And my best, <laughs> as I follow Jesus, is still there, but the world's best and the associated things that come along with mm. that sentiment are no longer there. So I I like the idea. And again, this is one of those cliches where I go, the original thought I think is is actually good. I think we just use that when talking about worldly bests, not um, faithful followership of Jesus' best. I don't know if that – does that make sense? Like, yeah.
3: Yes. The best is yet to come is a – we throw it out there. I think it's, it's definitely one of those ones where, it, like, it's just – it's overuse has become – like, it's drained the meaning out of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it, it would be nice to sort of reclaim that and use it intentionally rather than just be like, ah. Like if you say it enough, it's going to happen. You're like, what? Name it what? and claim it. Name <laughs> it, and claim it yeah.
1: Blab it and grab it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. I don't know if I could in good conscience say it to another person. That's mm. just me though. I mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but um, no offense to the Debbies out there.
3: Or <laughs> the Downers. Or the Downers out there.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, but life experience would tell me that uh, the way it gets used – is n- not often used in the grand sense that we yeah, yeah. potentially have been talking about. It yeah. gets used as a platitude to, again, end a conversation or like Ellen signing off her show, look after yourselves and each other, you know, or something mm. like that. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, oh, the best is yet to come. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Can the band come up and we're going to play us out with a final song, you know. Uh, and I yeah. uh, personally don't feel like it is that
2: helpful
3: it, well, it does set you up to believe that it's it's just going to be a good time
2: mm.
3: and it and it's very clear you're probably going to have a few tragedies in your life, if not yeah. many. Yeah, yeah. and Jesus promises that, yeah so the best might be yet to come, but you're right. it's like who's best? what yeah, is yeah. the best? um The best is actually probably a really countercultural thing, but that's getting really deep like god's mm. God's best is probably very different from our own ideas.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the, the 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 best bit is can mean multiple different things, and I think probably the original intention was actually in line, but the way we've taken that and used it, then um, it's not necessarily in line with God's best. It's mm. it's about my personal best is yet to come, which may not be the case, and I, that's yeah. I'm actually okay with that. Like as if I follow Jesus faithfully, I'm actually okay. Okay with that. It kind of sucks yeah. a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm not
3: yeah. at all,
0: but you know, that that's mm-hmm. actually okay. Um, but I think you're right, like we use it as a sentiment just to I Yeah.
3: The, the danger is that it sets people up with a a very false expectation.
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: Mm. That's why you would need to be careful about why I say mm. it.
2: Mm.
3: Yes.
1: I have one that might be. Might expose my theological nubishness.
3: But Welcome I, to the conversation. I find,
1: uh, bloody metaphors, you know, met- the metaphors of atonement quite iffy. So specifically the whole idea of being washed in the blood yeah. or by the blood. Mm. You know, those type of things I find a bit yeah, nah. mm. Um And that might be just me because I don't really like... The militaristic yeah, yeah. Uh, All hail King Jesus, like a mighty army, breaking down the strongholds, all that type of stuff, <laughs> I find that a bit <laughs> yeah, yeah, problematic. Mm. And also because if you're singing a song about being washed in the blood or something like that, and you bring your mate.
3: It's very carry. Like,
1: yeah, totally. Do I do? I, I remember talking with my wife Bonnie, and she had a friend come to a church service when they were teenagers, and they were singing a song about "We just need to burn. I just want to burn for you, Lord," Ooh, or something like that. Like and a the witch. friend leaned over to Bonnie <laughs> and was like, "So, do you really have have to burn? Do do you have? Do they mm. burn yeah, they're you? They're taking it literally, yeah. And for that reason alone, I'm like, hmm. Mm. Like, I understand that." the Bible was written, or they lived in different times where, you yeah, know, yeah, animal sacrifice, yeah. and they, yeah. it was a much more, um, yes. uh, it was a bloodier culture, let's yeah. be honest. But, but I think mm. the, our metaphorical
0: use of stuff was was even uncommon back then. I remember reading something that even in the, Early um, Roman days. Yes, people thought that the Christians were cannibals and vampires,
3: and they liked orgies. Oh, that's yes,
0: because they they ate and drunk of the blood and the body of Jesus, and And they thought that was not a metaphor.
3: Every brother with a kiss.
0: So so lit that metaphorical kind of nature. (laughs) I don't think is just unique to us Mm. now, but I think (laughs) it is part of the heritage of a um. In some senses, literary faith in which is recorded in in text and
1: yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, there, there, obviously, there's you know, you could open the Bible to multiple places and see talk you about it, like kind of, the blood, the lines of the, together, blood of the yeah. lamb and all that type of stuff, yeah. you know, and kind of being washed clean and mm. and that yeah. metaphor is alive and well in multiple places in yeah. scripture.
0: But I feel like it's it's using culturally sensitive metaphors that might fit better. To describe the same identity statement,
1: or yeah, yeah, I don't want to be one to kind of suggest that we find an alternative translation for those things, or something that's more modern, because um, I mean, that's I probably haven't mastered yeah. the existing translations, let alone find something that's mm. new. But mm. I wonder if there's another way of saying something like that, because yeah. if we're talking yeah, about metaphors of atonement question, yeah. of Jesus coming to,
3: mm. well, I think again, you say washed in the blood of the lamb, and my first thought as a former vegetarian is I'm never eating meat again. <laughs> but, like, I just go straight there. And, and again, you say these things, and the problem with the cliche is that you don't spend the time to unpack what it means. So you can talk about stu- substitutional atonement. Did I get that? <laughs> substitutional atonement. And you can talk about the sacrificial system because in, in Christian worldview, that's exactly what was needed. You needed a death to to pay for a life, mm. and so it it can make sense. But if you just say it and you don't explain it, and you don't actually have the longer, deeper conversation, and actually come to a good point of understanding, yeah, like don't point. don't even open your mouth. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like my, my other problem with with the whole "washed in the blood" one is that I feel like often it's used as an excuse to be unwise about a certain situation. So for example, you know, COVID, COVID comes yeah. up and, and the tendency for us is to go, Oh, like I'm I i do not need to take precautions Break because for of, yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I'm washed in the blood or, or not even just COVID, like many situations. It's yeah. like I don't really need to do this because I'm covered, but I I feel that's just a weird oh, strange space have, to operate what, like with um, a raincoat? Or like a like a, a special a holy spiritual
3: umbrella. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know, I think it was on on um
3: Goodness the me. episode we
0: recorded with Tim actually. It was really interesting. One of the conversations we had was about the fact that I think COVID was great and revealing that we're not um separate from the world as mm. we suffer with it. We actually go through the same things everyone else does. Now we can yeah. walk through them with a different posture, but it doesn't mean we're you know, we're just removed from mm. suffering or trial or um, so, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a good excuse either as to why it shouldn't take precautions. Look, if you...
3: that's your excuse, you will okay. experience something that I try and teach my children all the time, which is natural consequences. Mm. Mm. And the Lord, good Lord, created the world with natural consequences <laughs> and uh, mm. they will happen. I,
1: I mean, I don't want to be too uh, rebel against the the notion of death and Life too much, you know, because you don't I understand want to rebel
3: that, against uh, yeah, the notion no, of no, life. <laughs> no.
1: But you know, <laughs> like, like obviously, like you can look about and see. Kind of, I'm looking out the window and I see a big pile of leaves mm. that have died, and from that there is going to be a renewal. And yeah. I mean, you think in Australia in the bush, you know, kind of fire.
3: Yes, yeah, some seeds re- only renew- open renewing
1: the land, fire. and, and yeah. so I'm not too naive mm. to think that I can just flip the bird to washed in the blood metaphors because I don't find them palatable, but. um no, but but yeah, Maybe I do need to kind of...
3: We do separate ourselves from the concept of death a mm. lot in Western wealthy mm. society. Mm. We don't like to kill our own chickens, you know? Yeah. Mm.
0: But I think it's clear even just from this conversation that it's not necessarily the best cliche or phrase just to throw about. That whilst no. the sentiment is true no. and Far there's underlying identity yeah. things, there's often lots of disclaimers and exclu- like mm. things that we need to cover, ground mm. that we need to cover mm. to actually use it. In a healthy and helpful way.
2: Yeah,
3: totally. Oh yes! Mm. Can I do some quick fire ones? Yeah, go on. Oh, I love this family of cliches. Too blessed to be stressed. Oh yeah. Mm, let go and let God. <sighs> oh, ah, uh, I just find they are fascinating. <laughs> well, they're worthy. <laughs> in what of way? You can
1: put them on a t-shirt, can't you? You
3: absolutely can. And I remember listening to some some preachers recording from decades ago, and he was like, "You." I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed I'm oh, too equipped great. to be whipped. Like, Don't
2: lie. and I'm like,
3: <laughs> wow, imagine being this guy. But yeah. I'm like, wow, are you like are you delusional or are you uh, like okay?
2: Mm-hmm. Like it's
3: more mm-hmm. like when someone says that to me, and I say them a lot, mostly as a joke, and then sometimes I take the joke too far and I end up saying it for real. but. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like this notion of like, oh, she'll be right. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I just,
0: I feel like the too blessed to be stressed one though is tricky because it's like often I'll say it, but it's, it's,
3: it's that weird element. because weirdo- you I'm, oh, are actually stressed. I'm stressed.
0: <laughs> I'm stressed, right? And I'm trying to speak to myself that, but, hey, but, but at the same time, am I? You're trying enough? to cliche yourself. Yeah, maybe. But this then you know, uh, when we had that conversation mm. with Ria, she's like, "Well, your stress and anxiety, treat it like an old friend, like it's telling you something,"
1: mm. as opposed to me <laughs> just going, "Ah." I'm
3: nah. going to tell my old friend where to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. I think along those lines, as uh, our friend Josh Greaves down the hall uh, <laughs> quite often says, "Favor ain't fair." Yeah, which so I you, had not heard until uh, until look, I, I worked love, with him. I love "favor
2: ain't Your fair."
3: Your dear wife I, uses that a does. lot when we're playing card games. She
0: does. Mm. "Favor ain't fair" for me is the most uh, truthful <laughs> cliche that we've come across, <laughs> it where is. it says what it means. It's probably fairly true. However, it's not a very nice thing to say because it's pretty much <laughs> saying, "Sucks to be you." Yeah, hundred percent.
3: Hundo percent. That is what it's saying, and. You're right. It's absolutely true. And it maddens Aussies mm. that favour might not be fair. And mm. I reckon, um so
1: I suppose Australians like love the love the oh. idea of everyone having a fair go. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. And so you talk about favour yeah. not being fair, or you're talking about someone has some sort of different gifting or something, you know, mm. and mm. they they something in yeah. inside. Um, the culture here just sort of really yeah. grinds out gears. Um, but is kind of true some,
1: would yeah, something like yeah. that most often be applied to situations of monetary advantage
0: uh, I,
3: or a really good parking spot
0: yeah i think it could be used for i mean i think like if i'm actually thinking about the scriptures i think about Not like john <laughs> john right at the end of john's gospel right and um john and peter kind of there's this exchange where he's like oh, if i want him to live forever what is it to you and there's this moment of realizing, now, I need to run my own race and follow Jesus in my own yes. way, and he's got to do the same.
2: Mm.
0: But it's like if in that passage right at the end, Peter goes, "Well, favor ain't fair, John. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus would have probably said something <laughs> along the lines of, So maybe true, maybe true, but you don't need to say it. like
2: yeah.
0: if if." I Jane. think that's the thing, right? Like if you're experiencing um, or if you, in, in some way you are living out the, the calling of God and it's working well for you or whatever, like that's not the time to, to then go rub to, it in, to, to then rub it in someone else's face because they're running their own race. And firstly, their
1: obedience thing might not look the same as yours mm. anyway. Mm. But then just like it's just not. And, and it's not, plausible that you can be highly favored and also be having a bad time.
3: Yeah. Correct. Yes.
1: So yeah. you could be having like the worst time of your life and just you could potentially say that you know like well you could
3: objectively speaking yeah I'm yeah. still pretty favored yeah. I feel like there's two circumstances where this is said one is watching on in jealousy and the other is sort oh, of as yeah. a joke like you you could watch someone sort of succeed ahead of you and I will not there or you yeah. could be winning at a card game, getting yeah. something very I, trivial do, do and it like menial. That. Car park favour yeah. ain't fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like get a. Fr- <laughs> I got an ex- I got a large serve of fries at McDonald's for instead of getting a medium. Oh, favour ain't like. fair.
1: Well, I, sp- I suppose the implication is then that God cares about your car park, which is that which is also a cliche that people say, that praying for car park spaces, which is kind of a bit of a condescending way of, or a bit passy-aggressive to say. You people just don't get it. You're not mature enough. You, uh, yeah. You're you barking up the wrong tree. Mm. Well, the question is, does God care for you, about your car, Well, I, d- I don't know. Does he? Maybe.
3: I, I don't know. I'm not him.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: I don't know. Like what, like the favor ain't fair kind of that uh, hints at uh, the minutiae of life, mm. you know, that God's yeah. kind of like, ooh, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of fairy dust here. And a little yeah, bit of yeah, fairy yeah, dust totally. there, and you can have some favor totally. here, and you can have some favor there. And we die park here, uh, McDonald's have, voucher there, yeah. you monetary three blessing units here. Of
3: favor. Yeah, you it's we like Monopoly. Ten. Like you
1: flip the chance card, and you like. Woo-hoo, <laughs> yeah, Community tw- checks. Yeah, well, totally. we, don't, we don't do it with the opposite
0: either. Uh, discouragement ain't fair. <laughs> like, or disappointment ain't fair. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, word! You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. when it's the positive, we love it, but. When it's the opposite. Yeah. yeah I mean, or I'm not disadvantage- claiming my disappointment. Disadvantage, or disadvantage.
3: isn't fair. Yeah. yeah. And we often talk about that when we talk about developing nations, like the only, the only mm. reason someone else doesn't have their personal hopes and dreams realised is circumstantial place of birth. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm.
3: Oh. Mm. Hate, yeah, what a joke. Mm.
0: Favour
1: ain't
3: fair. Favour ain't fair. Cliches <laughs> not to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do say that one a lot. I'll own up to my guilt. Oh dear me!
1: I do like the um the the altar call cliches. Go on. The right across this place. Oh yeah, with the Ooh. hand extended and the the classic. I see that hand from the left to the right. Should I Fear tell front my to the story? Back? Yeah, oh. go on.
3: I know a guy who would preemptively. He would say in faith when he was delivering a sort of response moment at the end of his message. He would see the first hand raised in faith. <gasps> And he'd say, "I see that hand in faith." Just oh, get the ball the rolling. Eh? Just get the ball rolling. <laughs> Blow out the cobwebs. I'm like, you can't do that.
1: Mm.
3: I was livid as mm. a as a young young uh, Christian.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, you've got to be kidding me.
1: Yeah, I, that's puzzling. Yeah, that's a puzzling
3: it's one. Concerning, yeah. isn't it?
0: I'm not. I'm not sure about a lot of those. Kind of, I feel like there's part of it that's just uh, language. Like, I mean, we were joking before, right? Like seasons. And just on good a soil and journey and <laughs> good soil. I mean, there's there's powerful <laughs> ministry. There's, there, I mean, there's so many kind of Christianese
1: language that gets
0: used. We take and the it's word just,
3: ministry onto anything.
1: Yeah, snack ministry. <laughs> we
3: have a toilet break ministry. Give
1: the Lord a nap offering.
3: Yes, when yeah. you're
1: tired, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: give
3: him a snack sacrifice of praise.
1: Oh, look, I, look, there is one
0: I do want to mention as well and I feel like it's not necessarily just, a, I think it's a people of faith but it's not just used within the walls of church it's it's around this idea of well, I don't feel led Oh yeah, to do one. this don't or you? do that mm. Um, and my wrestle with that one is around a, a, a lack of us taking responsibility for our decisions and our actions so mm. it, like, if I'm not going to commit to the the thing that I said I would do it was I'll blame it on something else, like the Spirit of God. <laughs> I don't feel led to do that thing anymore. All right. Now, the number one reason ro-
3: for declining a roster.
0: Oh, maybe. I
3: don't feel led.
0: Maybe. Or, you know, like whatever <laughs> it is, I feel like we often use that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you we'll hear about teenagers that exit relationships that way. I Do you? I don't feel led to. I'm, called, I'm to being called be, to a time I'm of being singleness. Called to, you, know, <laughs> a you know what I mean, like
3: singleness. I, I, and, and oh, I uh, oh, the best. Look,
0: there is lots of truth in letting the Spirit of God lead, but I feel like mm. that's stuff that we need to take responsibility for and be honest and not just excuse ourselves from.
3: Why is He not leading you that way? would always mm. be my next question mm-hmm. what circumstance around is happening that is making you sense that that god is not leading mm. you to this why do you suspect that is which not could be, to question you i yeah. i genuinely want to know and
1: because, i suppose what you get to is then the the actual language of what they're saying and yes. feeling which could be i'm i'm my schedule is full Hacked. and i yeah. i have one free evening and i never see my children yes. or i'm not ready for this so, i'm yeah. too hurt to be able to Talk yeah. to that person about that right now it's too traumatic for me, yes, or you know whatever, and there could it might
3: be, be a lot of wisdom mm. in what they are mm,
0: totally. uh,
3: saying and and but the the way it comes out is a cliche mm. it's like, oh, yeah, and I feel like
0: that's an interesting one because often the outcome will result in the same thing, but there's a um a lack of honesty that comes out with it. It's the easy way to get to the same solution.
3: This is what you said at the start. We don't know what to say, so we use a cliche. Mm. And you say, I don't know how to be honest about the fact that you're asking too much of me. I feel bad. Mm. Or, uh, I, you know, this, this is, uh, you know, I don't love you as much as you love yeah. me. Mm, yeah.
1: Does the I don't feel led, the things that we're talking about, would that potentially apply to the I feel called? Yeah, probably. Ooh. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Because that's you're basically yes. saying you don't feel called to do that, and on the one hand you're saying you feel called. So do the same
3: things. Yeah, do the it's same, same markers apply? It's the same thing, so it's like, yeah. well, when you
1: say I feel called to be a worship leader, or I feel called <laughs> to the business world, mm. tell me how you're being, how you feel called. It's like, well, I have this opportunity yeah, yeah. has opened up, and I've really wanted to do it for a long time, and I feel like I have the right yeah. skills, mm-hmm. and I would really enjoy Sensing
3: it. Sensing a, a piece from the Holy Spirit about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like suddenly all of these actual reasons come out. But I think it's up to everybody around to sort of ask the second question mm. and it's not just, it is is it it is the ultimate, like playing the God card is a form of shutting down a conversation. God yeah. told me yeah. I shouldn't uh, be on the team or like God told me I should close the business or not and it's like, well, why? Like, cool, sweet, follow through on that. But um, l- let's have the second, the second question about what's going on for you.
1: I suppose it's like the Christian version of saying, oh, I'm just speaking my truth. Conversation over.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Can't yeah, argue with yeah. that, can you? you
3: no, know, you actually can't.
1: Yeah. God, you're saying God's telling you, then I guess that's it. Mm. Yeah.
3: I, who am I mm. to? I'm certainly not going to put myself in a position unless it's clearly written in scripture. God told <laughs> you to murder someone, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, from all of this conversation, I feel like uh, there's a cliche that's come upon me. Really? Which is when you don't know what to say. Don't use a cliche. Oh. You can keep that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that sit in uh, there. We go in the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I feel like I just feel. Yeah. With conversations like this, <clears throat> it becomes apparent that sometimes maybe they're not as they sound good. Mm.
2: They sound good. They do.
3: I think. Yeah. The 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 whole thing with cliches is we throw them out. Um, and they are a very cheap form of convers. They're an imitation conversation. They are the mm. L.A. Ice version of cola.
1: Oh yeah, they're not. Mm. They're not the real. They're not full strength Coke.
3: Mm-mm. And are, there's a whole lot better to be had. Yeah. So yeah. what's
0: what what is the in getting practical and real? What is the solution to that? Then is it actually just Taking a deep breath in and actually um, being more present in conversations with people and being willing. you know what I mean? Like, because mm. I feel like we're not doing it maliciously. Like, no. even I—I no. I, I mean, no. I use these right, mm. and I don't mean it to.
3: No one ever hurt does. Someone, like,
0: no, no one ever is does. Is it is it simply that we're just? It's just an easy way out, and we don't have the energy for the other thing, or like
3: potentially. And I think it's um, it's finding ways to say things. I f- I think. I've grown up around a whole bunch of really clever people who find honest, uh, truthful, caring ways to say things and it's something that you need to work hard at. Um, Things like that sounds like a lot and to be honest, I don't know if I have like the time that that conversation, I would love to honour what's Mm. going on Mm. for you and I don't know if I'm in the right headspace for that. It's honest, it's honouring. Can we make another time to talk? Or is there someone better that you could be talking to? Because I'm really I'm feeling a bit over, over my head about that one. Like,
2: mm.
3: and and you have to open up and and sort of model the vulnerability. It's um, and sort of relational curiosity and interest. Mm.
1: I wonder if it also these would more often come into play in a in a relationship that is less close than maybe your inner circle. Yeah, maybe because you yeah. per- perhaps wouldn't tell That's your true. parents or your siblings, or your best friend, something off the cuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and maybe it stems from a desire to have everything be a little less awkward, and kind of okay. I think, yeah, it's almost like we want to sometimes
0: put a nice little bow on top of the conversation, and finish it there, as opposed to, and this is not it. we've been learning throughout the journey of this podcast, right, is like, being okay leaving the conversation not quite finished, but actually embracing further conversations. So like mm. I've been trying to learn in my life when I'm having thorough conversations with people to say at the end of it, hey, let's keep talking about it.
2: Mm. Yeah, like and great. not
0: not try and land it with this perfect like finish point because I feel like that's what a lot of the cliches are, right? Like it's like a full stop <laughs> that you can't say anything else back to mm. as opposed to going, hey, I'm, I'm actually not really sure. That's really hard. Mm. And we mm. talk about it for a bit and then we go, hey, well, let's, Let's keep talking about it. Like think, this is not the end
1: of the… Yeah. I feel like it's even hard also just to kind of admit that. Because mm. what you could do is you'd be like, oh, well, I don't have a mechanism to deal with the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to avoid. So I'm not going to talk to that person who I know is, has a terminal diagnosis because I don't really know what to say. Yeah. Or I'm not, I, I don't know how to deal with the marital struggle that this couple is happening. So I'm going to… Mm. I'm going to, you know, yeah. or there's an awkward thing going on this team that I'm a part of Yeah. Is and I'm just going to give them a wide berth <laughs> yeah. rather yeah. than actually saying, look, I don't really know how to handle this, but I value this person. I'm going to give them the, I'm going to be intentional about it. Yes. And mm. uh, I'm going to lean into it rather than lean out, which mm. again, lean in is a modern Christian cliche. We use it all the time around here, but I feel like that is a good way of describing your posture of, um, Leaning towards a person, yeah, yes. and uh, really yeah. seeking to uh, default to mm. relationship rather than ooh, mm.
3: yeah,
1: just because it's a bit awkward or it's a bit difficult, you know. Mm.
3: Yeah, I feel like so much of the Christian life is actually remaining tethered to others. Uh, I'm not talking in unhealthy ways, obviously, but the yeah. I feel like this is how. Uh, let me put it this way: as a follower of Jesus, mm. who's a naturally shy introvert um very emotionally driven i feel as a follower of jesus that i'm walking around with like my chest cavity open and hugely vulnerable and i'm and i'm trying to maintain connections with other people because that's the way of jesus and i'm not uh like closing off and remaining a closed person is not really a viable option when you're trying to walk with jesus mm. Um, and live as as he has designed us to live because he has lived, like designed us to live in um, a community and with other people and with that comes all of the stuff. Mm. And when you see all of that stuff coming at you like a wave, like your first inclination is sort of like to cover yourself over yeah, and, yeah. and protect yourself but actually a part of you still needs to remain open. Like I said, it's all about openness, right, And uh, and we've sort of – we sort of danced around the topic a little bit. It's like cliches are full stops, they're off ramps, um, but we're called to be open, we're called to travel with people. And so in my head, I guess this is why I notice it in prayer and in everything else and why I say, oh, that's interesting because when I come across a cliche, it's, it's now an invitation. It's like a massive blinking light to say go deeper. Mm. And so if, if you hear a cliche in a conversation, Use that as a prompt to, to go, hmm, I think I need to delve a little deeper here. There's mm-hmm. a sign of a relational closeness or a, perhaps like a I'm not sure what to do. Let's just push through that. Let's not, let's not get off this conversation just now. Let's keep going um, and use it as an indication of, hey, things could be a little richer here. Yeah. Let's Cheapen it with cliches. Let's go a bit, get a bit deeper, a bit more real. Cool.
1: thanks again everyone for joining us before we go any further just wanted to give you a little update on the podcast we're going to be moving from releasing conversations podcasts every week to a fortnightly scenario and so every fortnight there will be a new conversations podcast and then on the alternate weeks every fortnight there will be a new sunday best episode from our sunday services and that's basically just to make it more sustainable for us because you know we've got lives to lead and jobs to do Gives
0: you more time to catch up on the pods as well. And as we always mention, we'd love to invite you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Mm. really helps us out. Uh, leave a lovely, encouraging comment there. E- even leave your favorite Christian cliche. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Why not? And of course, as we always mention as well, we'd love for you to reach out to us by email. Let us know um, what kind of conversations would be helpful. You can email us at podcast at riverviewchurch.com.au. Our original music today is by Andrew Waron. Now, this is normally the bit where I say a cliché, but guys, have some good chats. Keep chatting informally. That's right.